0: Welcome to the MLB Coast to Coast Podcast brought to you by TheLions.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander joined by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. As always, we roll along here in Major League Baseball with a pretty full slate for a Monday. 13 games tonight here. We're going to be taking a look at a couple and we got all of them to choose from, Nate. They're all in the evening time. No early day games that we need to avoid. So we are looking at a Friday slate there where we went 4-2, still up about .5 units on the night. Uh, so feeling pretty good as we roll along. 62-57 and 57 on the season. Up more than 5.5 units. So, continued to follow along like and subscribe to that page also head to the lines.com you can check out the great content we have up on the site right now and use that odds finder tool that we have up there to make sure that you are getting the best odds available to you from all of these books giving us bets this season Nate let's go ahead and run right into your first pick here for the 28th of August
1: yeah I'm gonna uh, put some money on the cabbies uh, winners of 11 of their last Chicago. 15 at home hitting 280 with, and averaging over six and a half runs per game in that span. So they run into the hot, Red Hot Brewers who have won eight straight. But, you know, we were on the Brewers and on Wade Miley last week thinking, you know, they've won X amount of games against not the Dodgers. But here's their road record. They've lost eight of their last nine against not the toilet bowling Rangers or the awful Chicago White Sox dysfunctional for two years now. Uh, and they're only hitting 229 in that span. I mean, their offense still, if you look at the large sample size of the second half, they're 18th in Woba. The Cubs are fifth. Like I'm just this is more before you even get into the starting pitching matchups. This is more me just saying Cubs offense better than Brewers and at home in the in the confines of Wrigley offense is a big deal. So I am backing them here at minus 120 is roughly where it's stabilized. Uh, they did see a lot of action early to move them up to minus 130. Uh, But that's about where we're at. Jamison Tyone um, has more talent than Wade Miley. Surely surely we're getting back into the uh, Wiley Old Vet discussion here with Miley, who will dance out of trouble, um, but still gave up a lot of hard contact against Minnesota, still came through for us there. Last time he faced the Cubs, nine hits, four earned, had a 5.2 XFIP. His fastball rated negative 15.6 below average. Curveball and changeup also. Negative ratings. The slider was okay, but the Cubs are are much better offensively since then. Um, you know, seventh best rating against the slider since the break, and pretty good numbers against lefties over the last two weeks. Miley in lefty lefty matchups, which is key when you have when you have Bellinger and other guys in there like that. Four walks to just six K, so he's not necessarily blowing guys away in that spot. Let's look at Tyone. He the the big concern here is he does have huge. Uh, issues against lefties and Yelich and Ramel Tapia are both both hitting 400 in their careers against him. Carlos Santana's over 0 for 16. And the Brewers overall are, are 263 in this matchup. Um, but Tyone, look, I mean, struggled badly in August in his last three starts against these surprisingly surging offenses, though. The Royals, who we've talked about, hottest offense since Bobby Witt's gone up there. Uh, Detroit actually is like top in, in WOBA. In the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, surging a little bit, so give him some credit there. And then at Toronto, when he's been in division, though, his last four against the against the uh, Central, 2.8 ERA. His xFIP was actually pretty much the same in July to August. In July, when he posted a 2.7 ERA, it's just that the strand rate was down, so just not being as clutch. And and overall at Wrigley, some unlucky BABIP to a degree. I mean, when when you're giving up 13% hard contact to righties but you have a 405 Babbitt, that is the ball uh you know a lot of seeing eye grounders, etc. So I I, I think Tayon can be a little bit better than Miley, but more of this is just about the Cubs offense I think coming through to get you that money line.
0: Yeah, I'm with it. Um I'm I'm with fading Miley a, a bit and, and really riding with Tayon uh in this one as well. I I considered this one with the way that the Cubbies I mean, they need it. Uh, the, the Brewers have been winning and just scrapping out wins and just pulling them out of nowhere over the course of the last couple of weeks. But um, I would agree that, you know, the, the the lineup disparity here, I think, might be enough. I do get a little bit nervous about the, uh, the, the lefties coming up against uh, Tyone. As you mentioned, that would be where the fear would come in. Uh, I believe this game has a n- pretty normal total, right? Nine I- runs, I- yeah. Nine, yeah so it's a little bit high so they are expecting both pitchers to get touched up a bit um, but I think you could probably depend on the cubbies uh in this one bullpens are pretty similar so the, the lineup is where I, I think you get the big uh plus money there for the for the cubbies so uh I'm going to go back to fading wayno why, why not he's still in Adam Wainwright is still in search of his uh 200th co- career win that's kind of what this Cardinal season seems like it's coming down to it's like the best thing that can happen for it is that Adam Wainwright gets 200 wins. He's been stuck uh he's been trying so hard. I, I, by the way, I should mention I'm fading the Cardinals because Adam Wainwright's pitching for them and I'm taking the Padres who Nate correctly pointed out to me before the show are officially eliminated from playoff contention. Well, not officially I'm I
1: saying they're 8 games oh. out. Yeah.
0: Oh, they're right. Sorry. I I thought that it had already started with our magic numbers, but uh,
1: territory. Yeah,
0: right. That that is much more aptly put. They are very, very much so on the outside looking in right now. I don't think that they're even when that time comes, like maybe they'll they'll give up. It'll be much closer to to the the start of the playoffs. But right now, like I still think that they're just in this matchup good enough to win regardless of what the motivation would be when you've got Adam Wainwright going up against Blake Snell. Um, Blake Snell is someone who we backed last time to get out to get K's and all that kind of stuff. Right now, I'm feeling like they're trying to trick me because for him to go six innings is plus money on DraftKings. It's plus 115. Does that not feel like a trap to you? <laughs>
1: It does. It's why I brought up the the standings factor and like this: how many innings has Snell gone this year, and how much he's going to push himself now with, with nothing really on the line.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. So I'm I'm not going to fall into that trap of him going six innings. He's done it three games in a row. He didn't do it. Prior to that, he's either going six or five these days, and like you said, I don't know necessarily what he's pitching for the the Cardinals. This is this is the other reason I'm not taking him, but I'm taking the first five money line. I'm sorry, run line for the pods, which is minus one forty. There's zero uh, value there on the money line for him, but I'm putting a a unit and a a half on the pods to be winning uh, by by run at the end of five. Looking at Waino, just starting with him. I mean, like I said, they want him to get to 200. But in his last 17 starts, he has three wins. Um, he has an 8.61 ERA with a 7.68 ERA x ERA. Um, he has allowed six earned runs in three of his last four. And the biggest thing with Wainwright is how is his sinker sinking and how is his curveball curving and dropping? And it's not anymore. Uh, and that sinker is being thrown down at, at a very low velo there at this point in time. So I think with the uh, the, the Padres also hitting about 410 against the sinker in the last two months. Uh, so they've been basically the best team against that pitch. St. Louis, the reason I'm not going with Snell here, and I just find with taking St. Louis, their bats have been bad against lefties where they used to be awesome at, at one point in time Uh, they are now bottom 10 in August against lefties and WRC plus they have the sixth worst batting average the thing is is they don't strike out and they walk and Snell needs you to strike out for him to be effective. He needs you to not walk very often for him to be effective because he's already going to serve a bunch of those up. Um, and so I think there's a good reason to believe that he could not go six innings. Like If this, if there was a matchup where maybe he doesn't make it the six and you stay off of that bet of over 17 and a half outs, I think this is the game. Um, granted, I do want to mention another thing for, for Snell, though. He's dominated these, these uh, St. Louis hitters every time he's faced them. He's uh, They are three for 27 career lifetime against blake snell for a 111 batting average nine k's to seven walks that super high rate as we always talk about with him but one ribby a 294 ops with a, like seven hitters that have actually faced snell so far that's how they're doing against him so i think he's he's primed for success against a team that's struggling against lefties big time but not necessarily primed to go a very long time because he might get into trouble at least once you know or twice in this game that his pitch count gets pretty high
1: yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, they should hit lefties really well when you look at the the, the middle of that lineup. And, you know, it, so I would shy away from the Snell bet, but I think his kind of floor in terms of disaster is is much, much higher than Wainwright. So I think, yeah, the, the first five bet is where you want to go here for the Padres to be all over Wainwright. Those bats are not going to necessarily – you know, de throttle right. de- despite the fact that they're falling way behind. They want to maintain their average and they do have plenty of pop in that lineup. I'm going to go with another first five bet here out at Oracle Park. And, you know, battle of the lefty rookies here, Reds at Giants. First five under four and a half runs, though, minus 120 is where you can find that usually at DraftKings right now. Um, so Kyle Harrison is only making the second start of his career. He pitched pretty well aside from giving up a homer to Bryce Harper in his debut at Philly. Very short leash though. They, they say the pitch count's gonna be up to maybe seventy five if he if he looks better. He mentioned, you know, kind of mixing in his breaking pitches better. He threw seventy two percent fastballs in his debut because it was it's a really, really good pitch, and he got swings and misses on forty eight percent of those fastballs. So the stuff is there. Um, The exit velocity was kind of an outlier in one game versus just 86 exit velocity in AAA this year. And we're talking about two offenses that are pretty awful uh, against lefties. And both have been, I mean, the Giants have just been awful in general since the All-Star break. But against lefties on the year, they have the second worst hard contact. They are 29th in overall weighted runs created plus since the All-Star break. Reds are 27th with the third highest K rate. Um, you know, and they're 21st in hard contact against lefties on the year. They do have a high home run to fly ball ratio, the Reds. Uh, But, you know, I think when you look at this ballpark, the fourth lowest home run factor for righties over the last three-year rolling average is Oracle. I mean, it is massive. So it's a good spot for both guys. And we're talking about Andrew Abbott, who – Dominated these giants in Cincy at Great American, which is like the third highest home run factor for righties, and he dominated despite you know he survived a 61% fly ball rate. I'll call it because if you're going to give up flies in that park and and then still only give up no earned one hit over eight innings, you got a little bit lucky. But I, I trust him to kind of replicate some of that success here, given the park. Uh, and, you know, he's been shaky in three of his last five walking guys, but he was able to attack those Pirates and Guardians lineups. And what are they? They like the Giants are a bottom five offense over the last few months. So I think both offenses are going to be slow to start here if they get going at all. I don't hate going under eight. Uh, for the game here but uh the bullpen then i then i have to worry about the bullpens i think both these rookies are going to be pretty solid given the circumstances
0: yeah i don't i mean I, I don't know enough about kyle harrison to to necessarily believe in him but i also know that the um that the, the reds have been so shaky they've been better um i, I think as, as you pointed out right now uh they've been a little bit better versus righty uh lefties rather uh, noticeably better against lefties um which is also interesting with the amount of uh, solid hitting that they have from that side of the plate but that has been the case over the course of the last month if you want to hone in on like a time period since the Reds have been so up and down at different points in the season but they haven't been as high up in a while at this point and, and especially on on the offensive side they've actually gotten better uh, on the mound as we knew they would once they got some of those pitchers back into the rotation who were hurt earlier in the year although Lodolo' not coming back but either way fading these offenses right now and definitely the Giants offense is always a great idea uh, uh, that worked on Friday against Spencer Strider and the Rangers as well. So uh, I'm going to close things out with a team you just recently talked about here a second ago and said that they were one of the worst offenses alongside the Giants. That's the Cleveland Guardians. So they continue to be super fade-able. Uh And once they have Zay... I think it's X Xavion. I think x Xavion is how you pronounce it. I looked it up and that was one pronunciation I came up with. So we'll go with Xavion Curry uh, for the for the Guardians taking on this Minnesota offense. That's not great either, to be honest. It's been better. It hasn't struck out quite as much, uh, although it still strikes out quite a lot. Um, but Xavion Curry is not a great candidate for for striking guys out and dominating this this um, this, uh, Minnesota lineup. So I'm taking Minnesota's money line here, uh, minus 164 on FanDuel. I'm only putting half a unit on it. I've got a unit and a half on the other game I talked about, which I feel much more comfortable about in San Diego handling Wayno, uh, for, and, and the cards. So this one, I'm going half a unit to keep the, the night about two units that I'm putting out total. And Xavion Curry fade is based on his 499 XERA. He's got a 352 ERA in, in the, um, starts that he's made this year, which are up to about nine. Uh, and he's got, x expected FIP as well uh, on the season. If you just look at his last three starts, he's gone 13 innings. He's got a 6.23 x ERA and a 6.41 x FIP. He's given up 16 hits in those 13 innings, um, with just an 18 percent ground ball rate. Uh, In one of those, he had just a 10 percent ground ball rate. He only got through 2.1 innings, which is a big reason for that only getting those seven outs total. That's something that I I just he he's gone six innings once in his last seven games. Games. um and I believe that was against a bottom five offense uh that he was facing there so like for for Maeda he's pitching for the Twinkies on the other side he's sort of the opposite he does have some you have some reason to believe his he has positive regression coming right now um he's bringing in a 376 era and a 386 x fit um x era i should say so like if you look at his projections tonight against this lineup um for the guardians which as we said has basically been the worst in baseball now for the last month and a half uh, since josh naylor went down Uh, jose ramirez missed missed a bunch of games as well they they traded Carlos Santana Um, Maeda though coming in against a team that like he's been really good against as well uh, as even though the the Guardians are worse against lefties and Maeda is coming in as a righty they're still bad against righties with a top six uh, strikeout percentage in the last two months so I think the Twins money line on the first five is the play here I I should be more specific I don't really like having to rely on that uh, Minnesota bullpen which has been a bottom six bullpen basically over the course of the last two months or so Uh, and on the season they're also just a bottom 10 bullpen I don't like having to, to trust. Them, the Guardians say what you want, they seem like a team that could just come back and bite me in the, in the ass at like seventh, you know, in the seventh or eighth inning. They just get some scrappy hits together against one of these crappy, uh, twin relievers, and then you get jerked around that way. So, I'll just take my ADA, even if he gives up two runs, let's say, in, in the first five. I think that the uh, off Xavion Curry, they should be good for at least two, if not three. Uh, so I feel good about the twins covering the, the first five. Maybe. Yeah,
1: I feel good about my ADA delivering a quality start. He's been consistent since he got rocked and then had to hit the IL um he is a pretty consistent pitcher altogether i don't really know what to make of Xavion and the way that the guardians use him in terms of is he an opener is he gonna go like at least three or four i i don't know yeah they're just gonna be patching this together if the guardians uh run line run run total was not three and a half i would be all over that under i think it's still worth a look at pretty good odds uh because, yeah, I, I mean, my I, Maeda's props are probably in play here in terms of him to go six innings um, and just handle this, this pretty weak lineup.
0: Yeah, I would agree. So that is all the time that we have for you in this one. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Coming back the rest of this week for you guys. So until we see you next, happy betting. <laughs>